it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant, Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we will bring you audio from Ohio State men's basketball coach Chris Holtman's virtual press conference that he gave on early afternoon on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2021, in which he updated the collected media about the plans for his team to finally return to action against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. After having three previous games canceled due to COVID-19 concerns within his program, Holtman and company do plan on making the trip to Lincoln, Nebraska for the game on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. In the press conference, Holtman discusses the challenges of returning after three weeks off, what his team will look like when they are finally back on the floor, and what this could mean for getting into the bulk of Big Ten season. Holtman also teases that because of the three games that were lost, he could be looking to add another game or two to the rest of his 2022 schedule. So now that we've got that all out of the way, here's Ohio State men's basketball coach, Chris Holtman. All right, everybody, Uh, happy, uh, happy new year. And uh, good to be uh, good to be with you guys. Um, we uh, certainly, as it stands right now, are on track to uh, uh, to travel uh, tomorrow to uh, to Nebraska and uh, play. Uh, I think uh, a Nebraska team that is coming off a win and um, playing with confidence and um, presents a lot of challenges for us here. So. Um, I think uh, obviously we've not had a pause like this before. 
Um, so we've uh, we've tried to do some things to make sure that we are best prepared um, for returning to action here. So um, I'll take questions here. All right, we'll go ahead and start with Adam Jardy and Griffin Strom on deck. Adam. Well, Chris, I think we're all excited to see you play another game. Uh, how complete will the, will the roster be on Sunday? Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of give an availability list um, uh, sometime before the game, Adam. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think we'll have the majority of our, of our roster, um, that will be, um, healthy enough and ready to play. And you, you guys seem to be in a pretty good groove right before this happened, the way that overall you guys seem to be playing. Um, do you see it being realistic that you guys get back to that or when you get back to whatever optimal level is will you guys look stylistically different because you've had so much time off. You know, it's, it's the unknown, really. It's kind of the great unknown, how this is going to affect us. I, I do think there's a conditioning element, a game conditioning element that, that you lose when you don't um, just have a chance to play games when you don't have the timing and, and the conditioning that comes with playing games. I think that's, that's natural. There will be some of that, you know, we've had, um, a, a lot of our guys that have had to have a 10-day a, a quarantine where they couldn't do anything, um, were unable to do anything physically. So uh, when you're an elite athlete and now you've taken 10 full days off from any kind of activity, followed by another week or so of uh, limited activity, um, you know, there is some, some degree of atrophy that takes place, I think, um, you know, what that looks like collectively, I just, I don't know yet. Um, I'll be, I'll be anxious to see, but regardless is, is we have an opportunity to play and, uh, that's what we're excited about. And, um, we need to be ready to play well. Uh, Griffin Strom up and Colin Gay on deck. Griffin. Coach, obviously it would be challenging to, to make this return after this long layoff, no matter who you were playing, but but can you speak to maybe the, the heightened concern of having to come back and play, you know, a bunch of Big Ten games now in a row as this uh, gauntlet stretch kind of starts? Yeah, we really looked to try to, you know, we wanted to add obviously a game after Christmas, and then when that game got canceled, we did want to add another one. You know, to your point and Adam's point, we were in such a good rhythm before uh, the, the pause that you wanted to try to get back to playing as well as we were before that. Um, but I, you know, I believe, you know, we've got a lot of the season left and we can get back to, to, to playing uh, at that level, certainly when, when we get to, to full strength, but um, yeah, you know, we, we did look at trying to add another, another game, even, um, you know, maybe a couple days after it just, it still wasn't quite feasible with our numbers. Um and, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're potentially looking at trying to find a, another uh, window to maybe add another game um, at some point that was lost here. Uh, one of these one of these two home games that was lost. And could you speak to maybe the a level of frustration for you and the players? Would you describe that as kind of an emotion you've been feeling uh, during this layoff? You know, I think it's it's yeah, it's frustrating, but, it, it you know, it. It comes with the territory and with the with the climate we're in right now. Um, I, I know they were frustrated. I, I know they were, and uh, but but they handled it well. And um, 
They understand that it's out of our control. We've all been vaccinated. We did. We've we've done our part with that. Um, You know, certain guys are are looking at opportunities to take advantage of of the boosters. Several in our program uh, coaches have right now and and, and a player or two. Uh, But um, they understand it's kind of part part of where we're at right now. Colin Gay up and Patrick Murphy next up. Colin. Chris, how was, I mean, the, the first practice once you guys got back, how, I mean, was there a different energy knowing that there were games to play for, there wasn't that uncertainty, or, or what was it like to get everybody back in the room uh, preparing for this one, knowing that it was tumbling? No, I think they were excited. They, they were excited to get back. Yeah, they were excited to get back for sure. You know, they're excited to have games in front of them and have this pause kind of behind them. Uh, they, they were excited to get back together as a group. Uh, yesterday was really the first time we had our, our full group, at least they could be back in kind of a film setting. Um, so um, I think they were, they, was, they were glad to get back for sure. And, and Griffin was talking a little bit about like frustration. And, I'm, and I don't know what the numbers were in terms of, you know, how many positive cases there were, how many guys had to do 10 day quarantine. But for those guys that weren't really, affected by this i mean everybody was affected but the guys that did not test positive and kind of were able to but were still sitting out was there a i mean an anxiousness an increased anxiousness from those guys or or kind of explain the uh just the feelings that like those guys that may have not been affected by i mean were they how were they feeling how how did this process go for them were they anxious about getting sick no, I mean, about getting sick, about getting back. I mean, I mean, if they weren't affected, how? I mean, like, were they practicing or? Yeah, yeah no, they they were they were doing limited. They were doing one on one skill. That's all we could do for a little bit. Is yeah. one coach, one player skill, gloves, mask, uh, the whole the whole thing uh, in the middle of it. So uh, they they were doing that. Um, but I, you know, they recognize this is a team thing. If your team can't play, you're part of the team, and there was no. Uh, blame to be assigned to anybody in particular. Um, I think they recognized it was just part of, again, this climate that they're in right now. There was heightened awareness about some things they could do to maybe keep them, themselves from getting it. But uh, uh, no, there was, you know, it was just a collective kind of disappointment, but they moved beyond it pretty quickly. All right, Patrick, what's up? Steve Hellwagon on deck. Patrick. Chris, what is the uh, ramp up process like to get guys back? I know you've had individual guys that have had to come back before, but when you have as many guys as this, getting everybody back, and as Colin pointed out, there were guys that were just doing individual stuff. What's the ramp up process to to be back to play after such a long layoff? Um, well, it's it's uh, you need to get them some some uh, some up and down play. Um, they start the first day is is really just uh, a skill workout with a position coach uh, monitored by our, our medical staff. Um, that that's the first day. That's you know forty five minutes uh, kind of monitoring their heart rate and where they're at physically. That's with um, uh, our training staff and, and Q, our strength coach, and then practice the next day is is uh, somewhat limited, you know, maybe 50 to 70% of what uh, the, the players would do. And then after that, they're, they're pretty much full, full go as tolerated. And then if you're looking for a positive out of this, um, are you any closer with a guy like Justin, a guy, justice, a guy like Seth, 
to getting back? Could could that be something that comes out of it that you guys have these guys closer or, or are they available at this point? No, they're not available um, and, and won't be. Uh, but they're they're they continue to make progress, and um, you know I'm really just kind of at this point waiting on the. Uh, I'm waiting to hear something in in terms of they're they're doing uh, a really good job with rehab. Uh, I've kind of stopped checking with our training staff. I'll just wait for them to kind of say, "Hey, listen, um, you know he's a he's a week or two away." But it, uh, but I have I've, I've obviously asked them. Uh, about how they're how they're progressing and, and they've done a really good job with rehab and are, are progressing all right next up steve hellwagon with whitney harding on deck steve yep i was going to ask about justice but it seems like you covered that there in a decent enough uh extent kyle young um when this when the season was halted um, he had had a game or two where he was really starting to get into a groove and just what would it mean if he's able to give you just as an example, 12 and six, something like that every game. And I know you don't reduce it to number production, but just get, get that type of, of help for EJ from him on a consistent basis. Yeah. So critical, Steve. So critical because what we know with Kyle is he provides other things that impact winning, Right. So it's not always about his point production for him. He provides an awareness defensively, an activity uh, on the glass, an ability to rebound outside of his area, the ability to get 50-50 balls. Um, um, and he, he doesn't take bad shots and he doesn't turn it over. So there, he, he allows your, you know, your, your other guys to play in an effective way. So, uh, you know, I think when he can, when he can give us regular scoring uh, like that, which we've seen him do, we saw him do at Penn state. Uh, we've seen him do, we saw him rebound really well against Wisconsin, but when he can provide double figure scoring, which I'm with you, I think he was getting into a rhythm where I think he could be, you know, that next double figure score for us, or at least approach that. Uh, we, we really need that for us to reach particularly with justice and Seth out for us to reach a level, you need that consistency from Kyle. I think we can still win without that, but we need it for us to reach an, uh, another level of play. Yeah. And I'll also ask about Nebraska. Yeah. Coach Hoiberg, I think his third year there and kind of like his third reboot in three years there, it looks like. And it's been a revolving door of players and continuity has seemed to be an issue there. Just uh, what do you see there? And are you walking in to a tough situation because they're desperate for any kind of positive result, a victory of some sort, a breakthrough? And could they be catching you guys at the right time? I don't know. What, uh, what's your thought about what, what they've got going on there? Well, I think you can look at it that way. You know, the one the, the thing about uh, Nebraska that I think you see with this team and and with this previous teams is great pace. Uh, Fred's teams have always played with great pace and great spacing offensively. They have some really young, talented guys. They have a transfer at the point guard spot who's a who's a really really tough matchup. And um, to your point, there there there's a there's certainly going to be a hungry team. It's also, as you guys know, who've been there before, it's always a great environment. 
they have a great fan following in Lincoln. Um, it is, it's, it's very much a basketball arena and it's a tremendous home court advantage. And, uh, we need to be ready for that and ready for what, for what's coming for sure. Um, and, and, uh, control what we can control. And that is our approach, um, and our readiness to play in a game like this for, for sure. Thanks. All right. Next up is Whitney Harding with Adam King on deck. Whitney. Hey, Chris, Steve kind of stole my question, um, but with the pace that they play and how they play through their guards, is that even more of a challenge coming off this long break than maybe your traditional big 10 inside kind of matchup? Yeah. You know, Whitney, I think it's uh, they have played as, as fast as anybody in the league, really in, in Fred's um, uh, short time there. And their pace is better. Their pace is good on the road, but it's, it's even better at home. They shoot it better at home. They have as good a shooting team as, as they've had. And uh, we have talked about that in the last couple of days, uh, to your point, about making sure our guys are, are ready for that pace coming off of a, of a layoff. And that's why we're trying to play a little bit more. We've called some other programs. We've had stoppages this year or years past and say, there's something you would do differently you know, going into it, you can't simulate uh, because you're also right trying to bring your guys back at a level where they get hurt or or fatigued and not be ready to play. So there's a there's a balance there with their legs, but uh, it is something we have thought about going into it because of their pace. And with this time that you guys have had away, I mean, it's early in the season. Every team's still kind of trying to find themselves, find these leaders. What have you seen from some of your older guys, your leaders? I mean, EJ is not an older guy, but, you know, those guys getting this group through this kind of weird craziness. Yeah, they, they, they've been good. You know, they've been good. I think our, our captains, um, uh, you know, I would, I would throw Jamari in that now. I think he's earned that. Uh, but um, our captains of EJ, Kyle, Justin, Obviously, justice has still been out, but th- those guys have done a really good job, uh, kind of leading and uh, having a, a readiness of, of, to practice here as we've returned. Um, and I think they also understand and have great respect for Nebraska in in the challenges of jumping back into league play. So, um, uh, I, I you know I, I like where they're at, but uh, again, that's always something that you're anxious to see on on game night too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Next up, Adam King with Spencer Holbrook on deck. Adam. 
Coach, uh, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot throughout your career, but when you started coaching, you probably didn't think about having to take a pause like this midseason. Where does it kind of rank of the toughest things you've had to deal with in your career now that hopefully it's at the end here? Yeah, I, I think we are, you know, certainly at the end. I'm optimistic of that. Um, you know, I, listen, I think there are um, there are more challenges, um, you know, certainly that, that coaches can face. Um, but it but it's a challenge. There's no question. Um, and I think particularly when you already have a couple injuries you're dealing with and then you're trying to figure out how to put a, um, you know, from day to day what your roster could look like. But, um, you know, I'm just really grateful in some ways that that it happened when it happened, uh, because you have a chance to and, and hopefully, again, we'll we'll be able to get one of those games back, um, one of those home games back. But uh, you, you're kind of glad that, you know, it didn't happen at a time where we were going to miss a significant amount of, of Big Ten play. You. uh talked you know during the pause about how you really wanted to get some games under your belt before Big Ten play since you didn't get that opportunity how much do you think Sunday is going to tell you about this team kind of where they are based off the season even though they've dealt with the pause I think we'll know how this pause has affected us you know after Sunday night and uh, again I'm not it's not to make an excuse if we don't play well because we we need to go prepared to 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 face a really challenging uh, team and opponent, and need need to be prepared to play well. But I think we'll have a better feel for that. But I also think that you know, um, listen, this is I've said this from the beginning. This is in college basketball. This is about how do you evolve and grow from week to week. Uh, this is not about one particular night or one particular game. This is about continual growth and. In evolving as a as a team, and that's uh, that's what's in front of us. All right, we'll go last couple here. Spencer Holbrook, and then one follow up each from Jardy and Colin Gates. Spencer, Chris, um, do you have a little bit of concern about the younger guys missing this much time and, and missing those couple developmental games before you guys start Big Ten play, or is it just kind of a team wide concern? Yeah, I think it's more team wide. I, I would have loved to have gotten those those younger guys, and I would include the, the new guys, a guy like Cedric. <clears throat> I would have loved to have gotten those guys uh, the the three games that were missed, but um, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, but uh, and, and we've kind of you know we're, we're moving beyond it. But certainly, I would have loved to get those guys more game experience. And then when you talk about. Uh, you know, trying to get back in the flow of a game when a young guy, particularly like Mal- Malachi, who's been playing pretty well before the the, the shutdown. Uh, how do you kind of get a guy, a young guy who hasn't really been through, you know, a full college basketball slate other than the first month of non-conference play back up to speed and, and keep him, you know, locked in so he can continue to progress the way that you've seen him progress so far? You know, a lot of film. Uh, we've had a chance to do some film with him, sit down with him, show him some of those things that he's done really, really well. I agree with you. I think he's had some really good moments, and then show him some things that, uh, some areas that he's that he's um, maybe needs to improve in. Uh, so a, lo- a lot of film um, in, in um, film work in general. Uh, that's been one of the things we've been able to do as long uh, as well as some stuff on the floor. All right, last two follow-ups here, Adam and Colin. Go ahead, Adam. 
Chris, you've mentioned getting to talk to different programs and trying to reach out to people and get advice. Has there, have there been common threads on what you should be doing or what you should expect when, when you get back? I mean, I know some of the data says it takes two, three games before you're back to your normal self, but has there been common threads as you've had conversations with other coaches that have gone through this? Yeah. Try to play as much as you can. Um, that's, that's been, you know, which for those, you know, that haven't been a part of a college practice, it's, you know, it's a lot it, at times it can be a lot of teaching. It's a lot of strategy. It's implement implementation of new uh, offensive, uh, uh, some new offensive package, some new defensive package. It's um, it's tweaking some things defensively. Um, it's all those things that go into drill work. Um, but uh, they, you know, they felt like playing um, w- would be important. And uh, which I kind of anticipated them saying, but some some have said, "Hey, I wish we would have played even more." We'll finish up with Colin. Perfect. Uh, uh, kind of a big question, big picture question with this. I mean, you guys have been through a little bit of everything, whether it's a stoppage, whether it's you know big time wins, uh, buzzer beating wins, buzzer beating losses. I mean, is this kind of an addition to? what unites this team, what drives this team as a whole? Like, what does it do in terms of your personal message to the team moving forward? Do you just kind of add it to the list or, or how do you kind of coach them through kind of just, you, you guys have been a part of through a little bit of everything. So I, do you just add it to the list or is this kind of a different kind of something to deal with? Yeah. I mean, our season at this point certainly hasn't lacked excitement or, or, uh, um, uh, uh, drama in any way in in terms of uh, our games, you know, being uh, down to the wire, and um, uh, I think that's that's part of uh, kind of what our story's been so far. And I think uh, um, I think that's you know that's a good thing, and I think that's that's helpful. I do think that uh, you know both if, if you're a college athlete or a college player right now. Um, you know, adapting. If certainly, if you're a college coach, you've had to adapt to changing times here in the last, you know, five to ten years. Whether it's the transfer uh, portal in college basketball that, that now college football is seeing, uh, or um, just whatever, you've had to really adapt, and that's just part of our part of our job. You got to adapt or die, so to speak. So, I think for us. Um, that's been, uh, that's been, um, kind of the message. And again, it's a great opportunity. You get the opportunity to play and that's exciting. And I think that's the good thing to look uh, forward to is we have a lot of the season left and a lot of stories left to be written. So that's, that's the exciting thing. So, uh, I would like to say in final note, we're wishing, wishing our guy, Dwayne Washington. Well, he's got his first start, uh, in the NBA tonight. So, uh, D. Wash, we love you, and we're pulling for you to uh, play well and go get that uh, go get that Pacers W. Uh, proud proud of our guy, uh, D. Wash, and excited for him. I know he's excited, and we uh, we love him. And uh, um, obviously, uh, we got uh, we got our brothers in Pasadena. We're pulling for them here this weekend. Big game in in the Rose Bowl, and um, we are uh, pulling for those guys. And uh, excited to watch that game tomorrow night. I know we got some other teams or women battling right now as well. But uh, wanted to wish wish those guys, the football team, uh, well tomorrow. Excited to watch those guys here once once we get to Lincoln. 
All right, Coach, thanks for your time. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you.